Hello, and welcome to the Divorce Woman's Guide podcast, where we talk about the things us divorcees are thinking, but not always talking about, as we turn our divorce into the best gift you've ever been given. And I do so with a little bit of sass and a whole lot of class. I am your host, Wendy Sterling, founder of The Divorce Rehab. I am here to support you in this transition phase of your life so you can start your new best chapter on your own terms. After all, that's what I did after my own divorce. And now it is my mission to change the conversation around divorce and help you see why your divorce, like mine, was the best gift you ever received. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Divorced Woman's Guide podcast. How are you guys doing today? Well, today's episode is going to be a really good one, and I am here with Jamie Morgan. Hello, Jamie. How are you? Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Of course. And you guys, Jamie and I are going to talk today about how divorce can be an amazing spiritual awakening because it can also be the catalyst to change how you show up in your future relationships. So before we dive in, I want to share a little bit more about you, Jamie, with our audience today. So Jamie Morgan is a certified life coach and a Gottman Method trained relationship coach. Combining her academic and past personal experiences of her own struggles with a failed marriage, Jamie has a huge passion for helping unfulfilled filled divorced women and couples thrive in their lives and relationships again through action-oriented coaching. Jamie is now married to the love of her life, and she lives in Canada, British Columbia, with her husband and her two sons. So Jamie, welcome. I always ask my guests to share with us how you got here, right? What your journey was to become the version of you that you are today and what continues to inspire you to do this work. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I, I came into this work. Well, to be honest, I think it's always been a little bit in my blood. I was interested in psychology at university and went through that program, ended up going down a totally different route and massaging. I've been a registered massage therapist here in Canada for 20 years now. But throughout that time, I've always gone back and looked into counseling and how could I, maybe I should do my master's, maybe, maybe, maybe. And then I found out about the world of coaching. And I was in my first marriage at the time and well into my massage career, but I decided this was the route I wanted to take. And I started, I signed up for my first coaching program to become certified myself. And that was my level one course. I did that while I was still in my previous marriage. And during that is when I really got sort of in my mind that I really wanted to do a focus on relationships. And interestingly enough, in between doing my level one and level two life coaching training, my ex-husband now left me very suddenly. It was very, it was heartbreaking. It was traumatic, really. It, it for me, came out of left field. And we had been married 13 years and had two little boys at the time. They were five and seven. And yeah, it was, I mean, you know, it's 
hard. It, it was like that make or break it low kind of thing. And, and what really hit for me during that time was if I'm not okay, my boys won't be okay. And whether or not that's true, it just, that is sort of what kept pulsing through my mind of that motivation for me to rise during that time. So I continued my coaching training. I didn't give up. And it, you know, I kind of thought to myself, like, here I am wanting to focus on relationship coaching. I'm going to be the divorced woman who's coaching people how to have relationships. And it's a long story. I won't tell it all, but I did meet, oh, I knew Justin for 20 years also at that time, but him and I became really close and, you know, we were, he supported me a lot during that time and supported the boys and just showed up as a friend platonically in ways that, oh, I can't even imagine had that have not been the case, but, um, long story short, we're married now. (laughs) So so that worked out wonderfully and I am so grateful, but yeah, it's been inspiring. So I feel like through all the hard times, not only like, did I do, not only do I base a lot of my coaching and, and the direction I take clients on, you know, the, the tools I learned in my training through both Gottman and my life coaching training, but also through my experience, I think so much, I I have learned so much from being through everything that I've been through. I don't think there's much people can show up or bring to the table when we coach for, for relationship coaching that I haven't experienced myself on some yeah. level. So it's, yeah, that plays a big role in how, in how I help clients move forward and also how I've developed a lot of the tools and a lot of the ways I take action with my clients to get them to move forward. Yeah. And, and I love your story and, you know, I hope everybody listening is hearing that, you know, Jamie has lived through this. She has walked the walk. She's done the work. And what I know to be true, and I'm sure Jamie will agree, is that when you don't do the work, that's when you get into failed relationships. That's when you walk into the 60 plus percent divorce rate of second marriages. And it's so important for you to not pay attention to what the other person is doing, to what your spouse might be doing, but to really just stay focused on the future and what it is that you want. And what I love about what we're going to talk about today is how important it is for us to do that inner work, right? It's uncomfortable, but through that discomfort, there is always growth on the other side. So let's talk a little bit about what that growth process gets to look like. What is that inner journey that you experienced that you now share with your audience? And I would love for you to to give some steps and some tips to everybody tuning in. Oh, awesome. I think that divorce, all of our divorces, we all have different stories, right? But it can, it's tough. I don't, I think on any level, whether it's amicable, whether it's a shock, whether it's not all the, all the spectrum, it's tough. It's not easy. It's, it's a shift. And if you have kids, it's a shift for them too. But like anything, I think it brings up any kind of these big changes in life brings up fear. Right. And I think for, for so many of us, when we feel fear, our, 
our, our nature is to shy away and push away because we don't want to step out of our comfort zone. It feels scary. And sometimes worse, like in my case, it, it wasn't, it isn't anything that I had any say in. It was dropped on me. So I didn't really have a choice, but to step out of my comfort zone. But I think so often when we can see that fear in front of us, whether it be like the fears that often come up with divorce, right? Abandonment, fear of being alone, self-worth. How am I going to do this? You know, there's all the big things that like seem to sort of show their scary face when when divorce happens. If we can see that as an opportunity and really just like take that deep breath and step out of our comfort zone and realize that this can be this opportunity to have a second chance, right? To, to rather than seeing it so negatively or as a failure and, uh, and, and it's, you know, it's, it's not that we need to deny the reality of things or to deny our feelings around it. I think it's always important to, to acknowledge that and to feel it, but at the same time to be able to take a deep breath and go, but it's also an opportunity to do it exactly how I want to do it and to do it like this is what I do different and to really like embrace that change to create this life exactly how we want it bigger and better maybe than we've ever imagined because I really truly believe that I think that that's that's the reality now is I think we all can do that if we choose to 100% and anything is possible and I know a lot of people get really scared about, you know, you know, you were in a relationship for a long time. I was with my ex-husband for 23 years and it just becomes a little bit scary at some point where you're thinking to yourself, oh my God, how old am I? I'm starting over. And what I know to be true is that when you start a relationship from a place where you feel whole, right, where you know who you are, where you feel more in tune with your body. You feel, you know, I always felt like a fish out of water so frequently things. And I didn't understand what that discomfort meant or what was causing it. I think subconsciously I did, and I was fighting against it. And now looking back, of course, hindsight's 2020, right? But, you know, it's important that we, we find ourselves, right? to get to that place of wholeness. Because then what I know what ends up happening is that we're actually looking for somebody to fill a gap that we are just either, I don't know, we're too tired to want to fill ourselves, or we've been so accustomed to having other people fill that void for us, or maybe we just, we don't even know where to begin. So what's something that people can like when you think about entering into a new partnership, a new relationship, a new connection with somebody, what is one thing that you can describe or tell our audience to pay attention if it's truly someone they're looking for, they're ready for it versus like they're trying to like put a plug in, in something they don't want to necessarily face or feel? I think, and this is so much of how I work, and I talk about this all the time, whether it's for relationship coaching that I do or whether it's the personal growth coaching, you need to start within. And the more work you do on really, truly understanding who you are, what you need, what what are my core values, what matters to me? And like, sometimes I think like the question of who are you? 
you think, well, I know who I am. But when it really comes down, when if someone just throws that question at you, who are you? Like, I ask people this all the time. And more often than not, you get this like, oh, and it kind of takes a, and, and so it's sometimes for some of us, it comes quickly. Sometimes this takes some pulling and like really deep because not, we don't so often, especially as moms and working and all the things we do in life, the last person we really do the work on is ourselves. So figuring out, this is an opportunity to figure out who you are, what you need to be truly fulfilled for you to be whole without anybody else. If nobody else existed, what would you need to feel whole? So we do that work. And when you truly start to understand who you are and what you need and you get comfortable asking for what you need and you get comfortable with knowing who you are. And that doesn't mean just the good stuff. It's like, this is who I am. This is how I was born. This is all the parts of me. So it's about accepting, like you don't have to truly love every single detail about yourself all the time, but it's about loving as much as you can and accepting all the rest and just trusting that this is me. And the more you get to that place, this natural sense of confidence builds. Like it's, but it's authentic confidence. It's not the confidence from a number on a scale or anything outside of ourselves. It's, it's deep, authentic confidence based on who we are. When we get to that place, that's that place of wholeness. That's that where we really, when we have that confidence, it's, it's, I see it in women all the time. You start to light up your energy is different. You have more energy throughout the day, but you also have just a, like people will, people will, and they'll, they'll hear it in your voice. They can see it. You show up differently, right? It attracts like-minded people into your world. And that's where you start to see everything starts to shift a little bit. And when we get to that place and we can show up whole, that's, when we're truly ready to enter into that relationship. And I think it's just, it's a knowing, I think like, and that's another part of what I teach is intuition, right? When we can raise our awareness to the present moment. So we understand what we're feeling in our body. We start to understand like what intuition is. So we have an intuitive knowing of when we're ready, when we're, and when we meet people, Mm We can tune in to how different people make us feel and you just know, and you can learn how to trust your gut that way. I think so often we've gone through life and we don't know how to trust ourselves anymore. And part of the gift that we can take from divorce and having this opportunity to start again and, and, and focus on ourselves for a little bit where we can rebuild and become whole is we can become far more trusting of ourselves. And I think as it comes to like moving into other relationships and moving forward, it's something that you're not looking like you had previously said this, you're not looking to find somebody to fill parts of you. You're full on your own. You you understand yourself more than you've ever understood yourself before, but you're looking for someone to compliment you and to share your life with. But it's, to me, it's, I don't know about you. I think it's so different than the way I was when I first got married the first time. And not all of us are the same. Our stories are different, but so often the younger we are, the more 
you know, we have to still learn. And unfortunately, once, you know, if unless you're willing to grow and do all of that work together with a partner as you age and 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 go through your marriage together, it may end up in divorce. And then here we are, but we have this second opportunity, right? To really start this way from such a whole a whole place where we can really trust ourselves to know. And I think when those other people do show up in our lives, we'll know when they're the right ones. We'll know when they're there for the right reasons. And we'll know what what we want, right? And we can communicate differently that way. Yeah. And what I'm hearing you say is it's really about paying attention to your stories that are feeding you know, it's almost like you're feeding fear-based stories instead of really tuning into what you know to be actually true, right? What your inner truth is. I mean, after having dated for a couple of years before finding my boyfriend who, you know, I'm, I'm in a wonderful relationship with, you know, there were so many times where I, I would have to question, you know, how do I feel about this person? How do I feel about myself when I'm in relation with this person? Can I be myself with this person? And I know that in the back of my mind, I was always afraid of like, I don't, you know, I don't want to get hurt again. I don't want to get cheated on again. Am I missing something? Is there a sign? Right. And, and even knowing, knowing that I was having that conversation with myself also told me that, I wasn't ready, right? So if you're having these types of fear-based conversations with yourself, now, don't get me wrong. There's moments where you're like, is this the relationship for me or not? There's a difference between, you know, oh my God, am I going to get hurt again? Is this really the right relationship for me? Am I, is this what I'm looking for, right? You can hear the difference between like being nervous and self-conscious versus being confident and curious. And I think so often too, and I I always try and encourage this with everybody is communicate. And I think that's something that whether you're single or in a relationship, we all need like we should learn this in school. I agree. Right. Wholeheartedly. (laughs) I just, I say it all the time. If we had been taught as young children, how to communicate in school at home, all these things like basic communication, I could just imagine our, the, the divorce rate would almost disappear. If we just knew how to talk to people and could like be, be comfortable sharing how we feel about something, knowing what we feel, learning to understand what feeling like all of these things it's so complicated it really is but when we like now as adults here we are learning how to communicate with another adult talk about how you feel be comfortable listening understanding what it means to listen and be able to have these like i think you know and when you become more comfortable with yourself we can go in and say look this is what i'm feeling i'm a little bit worried about this how do you feel right Right. And you can have these kind of conversations, I think, so differently when you actually know who you are. Yeah. And we get more comfortable setting healthy boundaries and we become, yeah, you're more self-assured and you just come from a different place when you do the work, right, to become whole. And I think also getting really intentional about letting go of our past, not burying it. But acknowledging it, you know, doing the work on dealing with whatever we have to deal with, with that, you know, but at the same time, we can't change our past. 
So we have no power there. And if all of our energy and all of our thoughts are stressing <clears> and like res- hanging on to resentment and hanging on to all of that anger and sadness or whatever it is from the past, right? We're letting go of our power. And so I think if we can learn the steps towards letting go, then as we move forward into our next relationship, if that's the direction we want to go, we can do it in such a like a healthy way where we're not bringing in all this baggage with us, right? And like, because that's, we all know it's messy. Baggage can cause it. You're not going to have a healthy relationship if it's all based on the things that went wrong the first time, right? Right. Right. Which is why it's so important. You know, something's coming up from even the first question I had asked you, which is really, you know, allowing yourself to admit, right, that you showed up the way that you do. I call that taking accountability and taking ownership because ownership and accountability are very different and both are required in order for you to really step into who it is that you want to be. And, you know, it helps you to understand how it is that you showed up before. And and to me, you know, I don't know if this is what you're, you know, what you call kind of what the spiritual awakening is, but I know that for me, that was a huge awakening was me, you know, also understanding that marriage takes two people. And while my now ex-husband, you know, betrayed me and he broke his vows to me, that was his choice. I didn't have anything to do with the choice that he made. Mm-hmm. Just like he didn't have the choices, he didn't have the power over the choices that I made, right? How I decided to show up. You know, we were just talking before this, right? How, you know, when you look back and you kind of see all these things of how it is that you showed up and, you know, all these learnings that we have until you're able to really look at, you know, what I call like, and to look at, mindfully, right? Without judgment of who it is that you were and to love all those things, right? Like, I feel like we're talking about 15 different topics, but I think they're all interrelated, which is like, if you don't let yourself come to a place of acceptance, right? Through that taking responsibility, the accountability piece, then you're not going to allow yourself to really truly forgive for the mistakes that you made. And if you don't forgive, how do you think you're going to get to a place where you are feeling a connection with somebody, where you are able to really authentically know what it is that you want from a future partner, you know, and and it takes time. You know, I feel like we, we get so impatient with ourselves, you know, why is it taking so long or why am I not on the other side yet? Right. Just like how we all were were saying, like, you know, when is my divorce going to be done? I just want to be done. When the paperwork comes in, I'm going to be fine. And you're like, wait, I'm not fine because a piece of paper is not a representation of of growth, right? So go ahead and comment because I feel like there's something on the tip of your tongue there. Yeah, (laughs) there's so many things I could go on and on about that because it, uh, like, my awakening, if you want to call it, came with owning my stuff. That's what I call it. I I coach it for everyone as well, both single women and relationships. We talk a lot about owning our stuff. And I look as myself as a divorced woman, 
I look back at what happened and I think we all go through this at different levels and for different reasons, depending on the situation and that you can beat yourself up and you can make yourself crazy spinning in circles around it. Right. What did I do? Or or why did he do that? Or whatever. Right. Vice versa. For me, it was when I was finally able to see, it was like, it hit me with like a hammer one day or I call it a two by four. Yeah, By no means did I ever think I was perfect. That's not my point. I didn't think I showed up perfectly in that, but I just didn't think the divorce was my fault because I didn't choose it. Do you know what I mean? And I know, and I know wholeheartedly that I didn't do anything wrong. Right. Like it wasn't, I didn't do this. So he left me, but I kept for years trying to figure that out. Why, why did this happen? But it was when I could start to own my stuff because that's where our power is. It's within us. We so naturally as humans look around us. It's easier. It's easier to point fingers. It's easier to find fault in everybody else. It's easier to ask everyone else to change. But when we look at ourselves, it was when I realized, oh, I see how I was showing up. And I'm not saying I I deserved what I got. I'm just saying... I can see how that must have been difficult to to be around for periods of time. And and as I started, and for me, along with the work on being okay on my own, being, you know, like coming to terms with being a divorced woman and whatever stigma I thought that held for me and all the things, all of that growth put together, the big piece for me came where I was able to acknowledge and own my stuff and then let go. Mm-hmm. And for me, and this is something that's huge in the work I do, is to me, I always talk about letting go, not being an action, that letting go is the result. And because for so long, I would see therapists and I had like coaches and you name it. How do I let go? I just want to let go. I would always say. And I had one particular coach have this moment with me. It was like this epiphany where she said, letting go. What if it's not the action? What if you don't like, what if that's the result of everything else you do? Right. And that just my head blew up. And so since then, I've I've kind of like developed my own way of looking at it because this is how it really clicked for me was when you have the awareness to be present in yourself, to know who you are, to know what you're feeling and to acknowledge it. So whether it's grief, sadness, anger, resentment, whatever it is you're going through having the awareness to tune into that because it might feel like anxiety. It might feel like a pit in your stomach. It might feel like nausea or a terrible migraine. It might just be this discomfort that you can't put a finger on, but what if that's you're raising your awareness to what is it you're feeling? And what if it's this deep pain, emotional pain, acknowledge it, feel it, cry, whatever you have to do. And then surrender. So for me, I I always do this when I say surrender, because to me, surrendering is kind of like it is what it is. You and I both spoke about this before we started recording Mm -hmm. about this whole week. I think we said it a few times. It is what it is. For me, that's such a like, it's like an exhale. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, oh. so it's sort of these three steps. Whenever I have someone saying, I just don't know how to let go, like whether it's like I say, resentment, anger, sadness, whatever. It's being aware of it, acknowledging it for what it is, feeling it and surrendering and going, it is what it is because we can't change it. It already happened. So just 
feeling it. And then it, it is what it is. Exhale. And then just sort of, and then we move forward, whether it be in a, for that minute, whether it be for the day, however big you can think about it in where you are in your, in your, you know, journey through divorce and, and all of it, it's sort of like, then we carry on and we can make, you know, set a goal. Like it doesn't have to be big. It could be, I just want to get through my days and be okay. Or it can be like, I want to one day have a beautiful family in a relationship that looks like this. And so we kind of create this aligned action plan, right? Where it's, it can, you break it down into baby steps, but you've got a goal and, and it can be as big or as small as you want. But when you exhale and you surrender, you take one step towards your goal. And so it's sort of just having that when you have the awareness to do this three-step process, awareness, acknowledgement, and surrendering. Every time you get into the spin in your head, when you're in your past, when you're feeling stuck, when you're feeling anxious or whatever it is you're noticing, going through that three-step process, right? And you're going to continually let go or surrender over and over again, right? But eventually what you find is the more you do it, all of a sudden one day you look back and go, holy crow, like how far I've come. Look at where I am. Because like you said, it's not it's not a linear process. It's not like you just get better and better and better. And one day it's like, it's like up and down and up and down. And you could be two, three, four years in and still have moments where you're feeling that anger again, or you might feel a bit of resentment or something hits you. Right. And so you kind of have to take yourself through it again. Okay. What am I feeling? What am I noticing? It is what it is. And I'm back to my goal. Okay. I'm going to take that aligned step forward. Yeah, it's, it's so true. And if you're unable to do that for yourself, right, it's hard to to know how to be that way when you are in a relationship with somebody or how it is that you can even consider the possibility of, of being in relation with somebody else. Because there's so many times where you're going to go through these types of roller coaster moments, right, in a relationship. You know, I've been in a relationship now for a year and a half and, you know, we've we've been on a few roller coasters and and not in a bad way, but it's growth. And so I think it's really important that as you are riding, you know, the wave, the roller coaster, whatever it is that you, you know, whatever metaphor lands for you is to just, you know, it's almost like stay rooted, put your seatbelt on and trust that, you know, what you say is surrender. You know, you just, you surrender to the ride, right? And you just, and in order to surrender, you have to trust yourself. You have to trust that no matter what comes up, you now have the tools to be able to navigate whatever it is that comes towards you. And, you know, it's consider it a lesson in, in your, you know, the larger mission and, and life purpose that, that you're here to serve. I love that you use the word tools. I use tools all the time because I do action oriented coaching. So it's, it's coaching where, yeah, we talk and we dive into all the stuff, but I, I want to give you tools, right? You like, I call it your toolbox. So you always have what you need within you essentially, but to, to, 
to rise, to thrive, to get through it. So you build up your toolbox with all the tools, right? And part of that is like we talked about in the beginning, it's recognizing fear when it comes up and and just even if it's baby steps, but stepping out of your comfort zone and into that fear and like learning how to let go by continually raising your awareness, feeling what you have to feel and surrendering and like having all of these things. So the more you practice with these tools, the more whole you become, the more ready you feel to be able to go in whatever direction you want to go in life. Like it just building yourself up so that you can take anything on. hundred percent. Yeah. And you're doing a beautiful job of that. You are leading by example. And I want to just say a huge thank you, Jamie, for joining me on today's episode and sharing your wisdom with everybody. If there's one tip that you want to leave with everybody before we wrap, what would you want to share as it relates to navigating themselves into a new relationship? I think it's just to really look inward. I think it's to really, truly use this opportunity and see it as an opportunity to, to like dive into yourself and really find yourself. That sounds so cliche, but to, you know what I mean? Like figure out who you are truly and learn how to really, truly become whole and then everything else sort of comes into place. It really does. It's, you know, you'll find so much more happiness when you learn how to really, truly love and accept yourself. Yes. Couldn't agree more. Jamie, thank you for being my guest today. Thank you for having me. I'm so, so glad to be here. Of course. And I would love for you to share how people can find you and where people can find you. Yeah, you can find me on social media. So it's on Instagram at the Jamie Morgan and on the same thing on, on Facebook. But on Facebook, I've got an awesome, it's free, it's a Facebook group, the Abundant Life Mindset Facebook group. And in there, I share a ton of free tips and we do meditation. So it's all about raising your awareness and it's learning how to tune into the self. So we know what we're feeling. We start to understand what we're feeling. We can start that process. Like we talked about really starting to understand ourselves and become more whole. So we do a lot of that within the group. Wonderful. Well, Jamie, thank you again for being here and everybody tuning in. I hope that you enjoyed our conversation today. I always strive with each and every episode to ensure that you guys are getting at least a nugget of information that is helping you navigate wherever it is that you are in your divorce process. As you also know, I love hearing your feedback on each and every episode. So feel free to share that with me. You can email me directly at wendy at wendysterling.net. You can comment or you are more than welcome to respond to an email where perhaps you received the link to listen to this week's episode. And as a reminder, don't forget to subscribe so that you get alerted every single time I release a new episode of the Divorce Women's Guide podcast. So thank you guys so much for being here with Jamie and I today. And as always, I hope you all have a beautiful rest of your day, sending you so much love, light, and joy as always. Bye everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Divorced Woman's Guide podcast. If you like what you hear, please share this episode with someone you know, or spread the word on social media. 
This is how I reach more divorcees around the world and provide them with the support they need to create their next best life. And I would also love to continue the conversation with you. So please friend me on Facebook, join my private Facebook group, The Divorce Rehab, and follow me on Instagram at Divorce Rehab with Wendy. I'll see you next time. 